Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Driven E-Commerce at Work, a DCCAP podcast that brings in conversations with industry leaders. And I'm your host, Shiva Kumar. Life is all about saving those great moments. How do you save them? Through photographs and videos. Speaking of which, our guest today is an incredible entrepreneur who's running a studio that delivers your content in just 24 hours. Super excited to welcome Elizabeth Jarji, Emmy Award winner, co-founder and CEO of Suna. Prior to that, she also founded a company called Mightier. Liz, finally great to be connected. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Great. Yeah, thank you so much for joining our episodes. How's everything going? How uh, your company is handling the COVID situation? You know, we are doing everything we can to take this time and really reevaluate our business and so far, I've just been really proud of the team. They have worked so hard to really innovate, and I'm excited to see how we'll continue to hopefully uh, be successful in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So uh, just going over your uh, profile, and uh, so two things I found interesting is, so you've been into, uh, you have a huge background in the videos, right? So you've been a freelance video editor and then the web producer. So uh, how did this idea of, you know, starting a company like Mightier came into uh, your mind? You know, what was that one triggering point or the problem that, you know, so this is what the industry is looking for. Let me go out and solve it. Yeah, you know, for me, it really came down to I had spent a decade of my career working in different aspects of production. I was working in television, then I worked in advertising. And in 2012, it became really clear to me that some of the new trends that we were going to see in advertising was going to happen more likely on social channels and online channels than in television. And so I decided to go all in on my first business, Mightier, to be one of the first production companies that specialized exclusively in creating advertising content for social channels and online channels. And that is still what they do today. It's still what that business is up to. But I think it was an insight on my part of realizing that when content has a new place to live, so too does our marketing and advertising work. Okay, okay. So yeah, I saw that. So Mightier is one of the world's uh, first internet uh, video production companies, right? Yeah, I'm really proud of that, that company because it was a company I bootstrapped. It's a company that I started with my savings account and $50,000. And, you know, one of the things I always tell people when they're thinking about starting a business is sometimes it just takes creating a great idea and then growing it one step at a time and not necessarily trying to grow the company to 10 people today, but trying to do it over the course of a few years and seeing what you're able to achieve. And that's what we've been able to do with Mightier and, and we're continuing to see a lot of growth in that area because as you know, whatever you're launching online, it doesn't matter if you're launching a new product or a new company, we all need to reach our consumers, whether on their mobile devices or on their internet connected TVs, more than ever, we're really connecting with people through online channels. Yeah, okay, okay. So you've been running that company for almost like six years, I guess. So how did you, uh, you know, came back and then so how do you found Suna? So are, is this like two different companies? 
It is. It's two completely different companies. Suna was really born out of Mightier, though. I had been running Mightier for about two years when I hired a director of animation. Her name was Haley. And I hired Haley to help me build an animation department at the, at the company. And she and I were just an incredible team. I loved working with her. I had found what I believed to be my creative soulmate, somebody who I had the ability to trust completely with both business decisions and creative decisions. And so we worked together for three years, continuing to build Mightier. And in 2018, we took a trip together and we were talking on that trip about what the next step was gonna be. What's the future of content creation gonna be? And we both decided that the thing we were most interested in was this idea of how do we make professional photo and video affordable and easy to get? We knew that stock content sites were obviously flourishing, they're a multi-billion dollar industry, but it's really, really hard if you're starting a new Shopify store, or maybe you even just wanna pop up an Etsy shop to actually create professional assets yourself, unless you know a photographer. And then if you do, it's a lot of work to put those shoots together to actually you know, hire a model, maybe get the backgrounds or the props that you're looking for. All those things require a lot of work from people. And so we wanted to create a one-stop location where you could order professional photo and video and have it delivered to you quickly. Hmm. It took us about a year and a half to actually build the first prototype of how Suna works and how, how consumers experience Suna. But we launched the business in April of 2019. So we just celebrated our first birthday and we're incredibly excited because we've served a little over 1600 customers. Suna has now branched off into an entirely new company. We've raised a little over $5 million for that company and it's just continuing to grow and evolve. Great, great. So congratulations on your first anniversary then. That was good to hear. Yes, I love birthdays are a good thing to celebrate. That's one of my, my favorite things to do is celebrate. So I got you on the uh, right time then. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so uh, you learned from uh, the previous experience, right? So what was your go-to market strategy for Suna at that time, like a year ago? You know, it's so fascinating because our go-to market strategy was really to invite some of the brands that we had worked with in the past to try this new form of content creation. And the second part of it was to actually do something that we called headshot happy hours. So one of the things that we knew was really pervasive is that everybody's creating LinkedIn accounts, everybody's got Instagram pages, but it's really rare actually these days to be able to have your, empl your employer or your company do something fun for your headshot. And so we thought, well, we'll just invite as many of the business leaders that we can through our, our throughout our area to a headshot happy hour, which was just this idea of come in, have a glass of wine, have a beer, get a fun new headshot and try the Suna experience. See all the different options we have for you for what we can create. And those two things combined really helped us launch in a really big way. So it's been interesting to see that combination of you know, an online approach of just approaching people through direct outreach mixed with an in-person approach where we actually spent time getting to uh, collaborate with folks and, and see them in person. And I think that's an important part of what we do is, is creating opportunities for people to get out of the office, get out of the house and, and try something new. Okay. okay. So we're talking about this. So how important do you think, you know, the perfect product photography is, is kind of like a very essential for an e-commerce store. 
You know, I think it's probably top three most important things. Having a store is obviously critical and having a great product is obviously critical. But I think the third thing that is really, really critical is having assets, whether those are beautiful images or beautiful video clips that show customers exactly what it is that they're going to be receiving and investing in. Uh, I think a lot of brands have for too long ignored how important that competition is. You know, when you Google, let's say, for example, you're online and you're just Googling hand sanitizer, there's going to be thousands of products that are going to come up. And the ones that people are going to gravitate to are the ones that have really quality visuals associated with them. The same thing is true for what I call the newsfeed nonsense that you experience when you're on social media. You know, we're all scrolling through our news feeds all day, every day. We're checking in on our phones and it requires really dynamic visuals to get people to stop that scroll and actually shop your stuff. And so I think, you know, knowing that is true is something that I've really invested, why we've really invested in helping people be able to create those assets. Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, reading this studies as well. So 80% of people remember what they see compared to 20% of people what they read, right? So I think photography is more important. Uh, than just uh, writing a product content and other things. So just going over your uh, website, so do you have a dedicated app for the Shopify merchants? We do. We have an app that's uh, an easy and awesome application for Shopify merchants. All they have to do is actually download the app and then they can order content from any product that is currently in their store. So you just have to select the products in your store, order the content, you can attend the shoot virtually online, and then every asset that you purchase is delivered in 24 hours, and with one click, you can upload it directly to your product listing page. So there's no downloading, resizing, cropping, all that nonsense. It's a really easy, integrated solution for anyone who wants to upgrade their images or their videos on their Shopify store. Great, great. I think that's what every Shopify merchant is looking for. Just keep it simple and it should work. That's it, right? Yeah, and honestly, it's a thing that helps your Shopify store look so much more professional. You know, we know that a lot of the biggest brands in the world are are using Shopify as their platform, but we also know that folks who are just starting a store for the first time are also using Shopify. And so being able to compete at all levels is something that we all should be thinking about. And certainly having those quality images is one of the ways to do that. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, one of the biggest questions that every merchant has is, let's say, uh, I wanted to go ahead with the product photography. Now, what's the next decision should I make? Should I just go ahead and do it myself or can I just hire another company to do that who's kind of like specialist in that? So uh, I think we can ideally talk about some sort of like best practices. So what if we do this internally? What are some of the mistakes that uh, the business owners typically make? Yeah, if you're trying to do product photography by yourself or internally within your organization, I think one of the things that most people do wrong a lot of the time is they don't think about the scale of the product and how their customer is going to experience that online. So using a hand or using another prop to show the scale of the product so that there's a real context of what exactly am I purchasing and approximately how large is this product or how small is this product is a key one. And it really helps to manage the customer's expectations. 
Another thing to really be considering, of course, is if you're going to do a true white backdrop e-commerce photo, you need to have enough light and the right kind of lighting to be able to execute that. You will spend hours and hours and hours in Photoshop later if you don't light it properly the first time. And so making sure that you're getting the right kind of lighting is going to be something that's going to be key and getting enough of that lighting is going to be key. And then one of the things I always say to folks is, you know, don't be afraid to try different things than you would have expected. Many, many stores will just do the simple white backdrop photos, and those are great. Those are really fantastic for, you know, getting right out of the gate. But what consumers are really looking for now more than ever is how does a product fit into my life? So show that product in the context of which they're going to use it. It could be if, for example, it's a kitchen product, show that product in a kitchen, show it being used in a sink. Those are the things that are going to help your consumer really connect the dots on how they're going to enjoy your product. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, it, it uh, primarily plays a role on the product written as well. So let's say if the product photograph is not good. Sometimes, you know, the consumer, if they order it through the website and then when they receive the product in person, so they feel like it's not what I saw on the website, right? So I think 22% of the return happened just because of the product photography alone. It's so important. And it's so important to remember that people are competing. They're searching for things everywhere. They're searching on Amazon. They're searching on Google you are going to be competing against a lot of different products and you want to make sure that yours really have the most compelling images and the clearest images. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think the different views are also important. So while we're talking about the 2D different views, I'm just thinking about this 3D photography as well. So do you do 3D photography as well? Can you throw more insights on that? Yeah, at Suna, we do offer 3D spins and 360 spins of, of products. We do a lot of them for our clients because we know it's one of the things that customers really want to see. They want to see what are all the angles of the product. But something we've also recently launched that I think is extremely fun is we've offered these $93 video clips where you can actually see the product being unboxed. So if people want to, for example, show, okay, what is it going to look like when it shows up on your doorstep? And when you unbox the product, what is your experience going to be? Giving that little sneak preview, it gets folks so excited about the idea of that product arriving at their home or their office. And so continuing to think about dynamic ways, not just to show the product in a flat image, but to show it in interaction like 360 spins and 3D spins or by showing unboxing videos or how to use it videos that make people take that next step that they wouldn't have taken otherwise. Okay, okay. So uh, we do have a product called Productimize, which is a customization platform. So one of the major challenge that we currently face, especially with the small to medium scale uh, merchants is, so they are ready to proceed with this customization solution. So let's say at some point they feel like they reach this sort of saturation point on online sale, and then they wanted to try something new. So let me just go ahead and try this customization option for my consumers. And then the next challenge they have is this manufacturing facility and then the three product photography. So how, what about the timeline? Can you talk a little bit about uh, the timeline between a 2D photography and then the 3D photography or the 360? And is that gonna be a huge investment? Do they have to do heavy investment for this? 
one of the things that I'm, I'm just so glad that you asked this question, because I think one of the things that we are really trying to pioneer at SUNA is this idea that it doesn't have to be one expensive or too complicated for you as a brand to launch these things. So if you want to get a 2D photo from SUNA, it's $39 per photo and we always deliver them in 24 hours. With our uh, 3D spins and our 360 interactive video clips, they're $249 and those two are delivered in 24 hours. And so I think one of the things that people really love about our company is that it's not expensive to get started and it's always gonna be a fast return time. So you can see really quickly if this is working for your business and you can see really quickly if this is something that you're gonna be able to scale your business with and try on other products. Great, great. That's good to hear then because you know that, that was one of the major challenges that they had. So let's say even if they had 2D, and uh, if they wanted to switch to 3D right away immediately, so they can do it and then they think about this timeline and other things and ideally they just wanted to stop the project and it goes again like three months, four months, so we'll have to wait for this whole thing to get started off. So how important the video is for brand building activities? Uh, while we're talking about this uh, product photography, I think most merchants, at least like 40-50% of the merchants, sometimes they you know, try to avoid this uh, video activity so they don't concentrate much on the video part. Why do you think that's important as well as a consumer? I have a background in video, so I will be the first person to tell you that I'm extremely biased about video, but I do think that video has a real competitive advantage in two areas of any e-commerce store. The first is going to be in your social advertising. We know from the Facebook data and the Instagram data that video ads have two to three times the lift of a static photo ad. So if you're thinking about spending any money at all, even if it's $50 on Facebook ads or Instagram ads, you really are gonna wanna have video in the mix of that content so that you can get that lift and that boost that consumers so offer on those platforms. The second thing that we know for sure is that consumers have higher engagement and higher sharing levels of video content in organic media on online social channels. So if you're using Twitter, if you're using platforms like LinkedIn, if you're using Instagram and Facebook too, these are places where we see more sharing from end consumers on content with movement. That can be something as simple as a GIF or it could be something more complicated like a fully edited video. But if you want your consumers to share that they're using your product, that they're loving your product, and you wanna get that organic reach of just having the positive vibes of your consumers loving your product, you wanna be including video in that mix as well. And I think that movement is really the key. It stands out, it gives people something to remember, and they feel cool sharing it. And you wanna make it easy for your customers to be able to do that. Do you have any background in uh, running a Facebook ad and uh, the performance and other things? Uh, so it can be for your own company sooner or maybe for your consumer because I just wanted to uh, give some idea about uh, how uh, the product photography is going to perform when we run an ad. But at the same time, uh, let's say if we create a funnel for uh, the video, how that's going to perform and what's the kind of conversion that uh, they're going to see. Yeah. You know, I have been really fortunate in my career to have been able to look at a lot of different data from our customers' Facebook and Instagram ad campaigns. And, you know, what we see time and time again is the following. One, 
are brands that use video that are short, snackable, really easy to consume, will reduce their cost of, of customer acquisition in about a third. So if you're spending $40 today, you're gonna to be able to cut that price by about $13 to acquire each one of those new customers simply by adding video to the mix. The second thing that we see is that photo and video actually complement each other really, really well. So it can't just be, oh, I've got two photo ads and they look totally different than my two video ads. What you wanna do is you wanna start planning those together. You wanna to be thinking about what color combinations can be shared across our photo and video campaigns? What messages can be shared across our photo and video campaigns? And when people and consumers uh, see those combined assets coming through their feed, they actually get higher retention and higher lift. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, it's going to require two to three touches of a consumer to get a conversion. We know that from way back in the traditional media days, but it's also really converted and turned out to be true in online ad days as well. And so, when consumers are going to see your ads two or three times, we want to make it as easy as possible for them to recognize those key messages, those key colors, those key logos, and those uh, key brand assets. And so we see that we're able to get better lift on those and reduce the amount of touches when there are multiple photos and multiple videos working together in tandem. And then the final tip that I'll offer here is that when your organic campaigns, so think about you know just posting on Instagram every single day, when you're posting on Instagram every single day and you're intermixing with your organic posts, some of your ad content, it creates a better blended spend. So what we mean by that is you're able to reduce your overall spend by making sure that you're also including assets from your organic media in your paid campaign. So that's really simple things like boosting a post, all you have to do is spend $10 boosting a post to just create a better blended cost overall. So those are really simple things you can try tomorrow and, and I'm sure you will see rewards for that. Yeah, good, good. So yeah, I mean, especially when we have apps like uh, Tic Tac, if we don't have video-based content, I think we are in a bad uh, stage right now, especially in 2020. And I think that's what uh, Gary Vaynerchuk says as well. So just don't avoid any platform. Try to utilize all these free social media platforms as much as you can. And just don't stick with uh, content or photograph or video, whatever it is. Try to combine, you know, all these and then put them all together. So that's, that's where, you know, you can just create a unique audience. And that's what the consumers like as well. And we all want to sell more product. And I think at the end of the day, I don't know a single shop owner online who isn't wanting to sell more product. And I think these are small things that we tend to put to the side. We tend to say, oh, our photos aren't that important or we've got good enough photos. And what I really want to remind everybody of is that the number one thing that customers are gonna do is they're gonna look at those assets. They're not gonna read all that text. They're not gonna spend a ton of time on other places. They're gonna look at those photos and then they're gonna go look at customer reviews. And if you can really be thoughtful about nailing those images, you're gonna sell more products. Yeah, right, exactly. As a consumer, I think that's what I do as well. So let's say if I go to Amazon or the own store as well, 
So I just look after the images first and then if there is a video, so that's an advantage for them. So I just go ahead and look at uh, those eight photos and then the videos and uh, after looking at the reviews, it's pretty much like I'm convinced and I'm just gonna purchase that. So what if there is no photographs or what if there is no videos? So I'm just gonna switch over to your competitor, right? Exactly. Can you lay down the process? So let's say if an e-commerce merchant is gonna start off with uh, the photograph stuff, how they usually reach out to you and how the end-to-end -end process works. Are they gonna send over the products to you or uh, how does uh, the whole process works? Yeah, it's super easy. Thank you for asking. If someone wants to use Suna to create professional photo or video for their brand, all they have to do is go to our website, suna.com and book a appointment. They simply get started with a booking. They pay for their first photo. So $39 is all it costs to make a booking. And after you've completed your booking, we'll provide you shipping information to ship your product to us. Once your product has arrived, we'll schedule a time when you can enjoy your shoot online. So it's just like a Zoom meeting, only a hundred trillion billion times more fun because you can see every single photo and video we're creating for you as we're creating them. Then you can also chat with the crew in real time. So you can say, oh my gosh, I love this photo. Let's take more like this. Or you know what? I'm not loving this background. Let's change the background. And the crew will change those assets for you in real time. After your shoot is wrapped, it's just like any other e-commerce experience. You only buy the photos that, are, that you really, really love and want, and you pay $39 for each photo that you do want. Then, once we've received your order, we deliver it in 24 hours, and you're able to use those assets anywhere you're talking to your customers online, whether that's on your store, on your social, in your email campaigns. Go crazy. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Great. I think those are great insights, Alice. So... Uh... I also want to give I want to give your listeners a coupon code to try us for free for the get their first photo for free because if if they're on the if they're on the fence and they're not sure and they're scared to try something new why not try it for free so we have a coupon code for your listeners all they have to do is use the code Liz it's just L I Z is my name and you'll get your very first photo for free for sure and I'll just go ahead and mention that coupon code in the description of the podcast as well and. Uh... Yeah, I think it's good so far. Pretty much, I think you've covered everything. So are there any marketing insights uh, that you learned from uh, both the companies, Sona and then Mightier, that you wanted to share? Absolutely. I, uh, I want to share that I'll leave everybody with this thought, which is that never underestimate the power of telling your story online. I think a lot of us are afraid to share why we started a company or why our product is going to be important in someone's life. But don't be ashamed of your story. Your story really does matter. With Suna, Haley and I talk all the time about how our story is really about creating something so that every single brand on the planet can get a professional photo and video and how that really inspired us to keep working on it until we were able to launch. And I think that's something that your consumers want to hear too. Whether you're starting a fashion brand for plus size people because you're a plus size person, or maybe you're starting a food company because you're a vegan and you want to make vegan food more accessible. These mission statements, these visions that we all share, they're things that our consumers are looking for to feel connected to us. And at times like these, connection is more important than ever. 
Yeah, yeah, great. And I think while we're talking about the stories and uh, the background of your company, I actually wanted to ask you one last quick question and I wanted to talk about your powerful initiative on this uh, candor class. So we can't simply say that, you know, the gender inequality and then the harassment is completely adversed in the tech industry. So honestly, you know, I would say that we're just getting there. For any entrepreneurs out there, so like you mentioned, it doesn't matter, men or women, right? So just tell us, you know, what this candor class is all about and how this is going to address one of the major challenges that uh, the industry is facing right now. Absolutely. Thank you for asking me about this because the Candor Clause is an initiative I really believe in and it's something that I believe is also part of my story. I was really surprised to find when I started raising venture capital for Suna that there were just no rules, no regulations, and no protections for female founders and really any disadvantaged or minority founders to prevent sexual harassment or discrimination of any kind during the fundraising process. You know, I know that it's very different. We, we all face different challenges wherever we are. And we, I've certainly known many different people who face different types of discrimination. But I think one of the things that I'm really inspired by is this idea that nothing changes if we don't step forward and request for things to change. And I was really disheartened by incidences of sexual harassment that I experienced while I was raising venture capital. And I asked my legal counsel to work with me on developing a protection measure that we could make open source and available to any female founder anywhere in the world who wanted to have a more strict level of protection for her in her company as she was raising money. And that's what we've done. The Candor Clause uh, really sets out a framework that prevents an investor from being able to uh, let me restate this because I want to I want to make sure I'm being very legally sound for your listeners. So the Candor Clause requires investors to disclose if they've ever had an issue with harassment or discrimination. And upon disclosure, it allows the business owner to decide if they would like that person to move forward with their investment or not. If that person fails to disclose that they've had any issues and there is an issue later, the founder is then able to purchase that investor out of the company at the price that they paid during the initial investment. Essentially, it creates a boundary so that we can get bad actors out of our businesses if there's any issues. And I really encourage folks to go check out the clause, learn more about it. You can even download it and use it yourself at candorclause.com. This is more like an open source inclusion that anybody can use it on their uh, own document, right? Exactly. You can, you can use it in your fundraising. And of course, you know, this is something that I hope people will continue to use. We know that there were about 50 deals last year that used the candor clause. And to me, that is just a sign that we have a long way to go, but we're on the path towards making things better for, for minority founders. Awesome, awesome list. And I think it was a really helpful, especially this section and uh, the whole idea behind uh, starting your own venture and uh, how long it took to, you know, um, take it over here. So, um, yeah, I think it was good, Liz. So thank you so much for taking your time and uh, spending this uh, 30 minutes uh, for one of our episodes. I'm so glad we could do it. Thank you for having me. I am excited to hear it. And let, let me know if there's anything else I can do to promote it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll send over the link to the episode once we go live. And I'll also uh, link to your website, the Canner Clause, on this episode. And uh, Coupon code. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's very important for the listeners.
Yes, of course. Have a beautiful night. Thank you for spending your Friday night with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your time, Liz. Yeah, have a good day. Take care. Ciao. All right. That was our conversation with Liz Georgie and I hope you learned some tips and tricks from her on how to manage the e-commerce product photography. Before you go, let me give you three tips. One, just make sure you have at least three to five different views of your products. Two, just go ahead and do neat and clean product video. Three, make sure you offer a 3D or 360 degree product view within the next three to six months. It's 2020 guys and we don't want to stick with the same decade old steps which is just looking at the photo and ask the consumer to buy it. What if you really offer your consumer a better way to visualize it and they can pretty much come up with their own colors, select their own elements. So it's more like uh, buying a personalized product rather than buying the same old black color shoe or blue color shoe. Give them what they want and see what the conversion rate is. If you have any comments about the show, just go ahead and click that mail me button in the podcast description and let me know how you feel. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you guys very soon in the next episode. This is your host, Shiva Kumar, signing off. Stay safe and stay healthy.